0: Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Of the personnel of the Department of Homeland Security to bear, it is very important to note that while, of course, we are preparing for the end of Title 42, based on the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention's decision, that it will end on May 23rd. That does not mean that the border is open beginning on May 23rd. Border's open right now. Cross on over. We went through the numbers yesterday. 234,000 migrants encountered at the southern border in April. It's the most in a century. And half got into the country. Of the half that wasn't allowed in, the vast majority were sent out because of Title 42. So if Title 42 ends May 23rd, Then, yes, it's an open border on May 23rd. Why do you think we would believe your nonsense? What is it that you think we're doing here, day in and day out, Secretary Mayorkas? I'm telling you you're a bad guy. I'm calling you a liar. Man, that is no way to start a show. But it's fact. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today 833 got Tony 833-468-8669. Tony at TonyKatz.com. Of the people crossing in April, the vast majority, vast majority, single adults. not unaccompanied children, although there's way too many of those. It's It's single adults. Able-bodied people who should be in their own country trying to make it better. Not trying to get to the United States, take advantage of the laxity of our uh, immigration laws. The people at the border who want to teach uh, those who cross to lie about their refugee status. Remember, these aren't refugees. These are migrants. They're climate refugees. Stop talking with your silliness and your garbage and your nonsense and your whatnot. They're not climate refugees. They want jobs. I don't say no to this. I I say yes to this. I agree that they want jobs. That doesn't mean that it's immediately into the country you come. Legal immigration, yes. Illegal immigration, never. And shame on the leftists who try to conflate those things, which they do. And part of the problem, the reason they get away with it, is no one ever in a debate or anywhere else says, you're just a blanking liar. On the In the well of the Senate, when Chuck Schumer says that, the response should be, my God, Chuck, you're a despicable low-life liar. What the hell is wrong with the people of New York voting for your lying ass? That's how you do it. I didn't say it was it was the most cultured response, but you gotta whack them one. You gotta play by their rules. You gotta get tough. They purposefully lie about immigration and try and make you think that there's no difference between legal and illegal immigration and all the republicans they just oppose immigration and then you gotta stop and you gotta whack them one stop being nice The next time you say I'm opposed to immigration, I'm going to call your mother a name. And I'm not talking about any kind of name. I'm talking about a name I had to look up on Urban Dictionary kind of name. I had to check with three people on my staff to make sure the pronunciation was right. I'm talking about that kind of name. Me, I would check with Producer Ari. He knows all that stuff. He's street. I bet you didn't know that, but Producer Ari, totally street. Straight from it. Straight out of Compton, Wisconsin. That's right, the mean Producer streets of Ari. Milwaukee. You can't allow these kinds of lies to hold. You got to hit back aggressively, and you got to hit back on the idea that absolutely not. Are we allowing single adults into the United States? That would be different than whether or not we allow single adults to work in the United States. A very different construct, and something that I would actually favor. You got know, to give me the case, give me the situation, et cetera. You know, there was a whole talk that uh, um, former, I shouldn't say former, uh, the, the late economist Milton Friedman would discuss. You know, we don't we don't even need, a, we can have an open border as long as we didn't pay for people coming across it. Well, that's not true. Uh, that was a mistake because you're not getting into the other issues that get created when you don't know who's coming across the border. Health issues in a world of covid Crime issues, not everybody coming across the border is some nice, sweet person just looking for a better life. There's a lot of criminals coming across the border. But more than anything, even if you want to make the argument about you know legal versus illegal, ports of entry versus the, uh, the southern border, it's about having a standard. And when you do away with Title 42, you're saying that the standard is open borders. Now, Title 42, of course is about saying that when you see somebody coming across the border you can send them back and not have to go through the 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 levels of deportation hearing and the level of legality because you can make the claim there is a communicable disease and therefore it's a safety risk to the united states so we just send you back out so COVID. Made it easy to move people out of these 234,000 people. Almost half were sent back out of the country due to Title 42. Without Title 42, there are members of 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 uh, the border patrol and and people within DHS predict as many as 18,000 people could be taken into custody. Each and every day. You want to do some math? You want to do some math just, just for the, you know, what's in the giggles? Here, here, uh, take, uh, pull, out your, pull out your phone and take 18,000 and then multiply it by 30. It's 540,000 people a month. That means it's over 6 million people a year at that trend number. That's what you're expecting. And if you allow, right now, you're allowing half of that in. Three million people who shouldn't be in the country, in the country? And when I say shouldn't be in the country, not far from where I'm at right now is the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, home of the Indianapolis 500-mile race. Uh, it's so great. If you've never been to the Indy 500, my God, you got to get to the Indy 500. It's, it's incredible. It is a party. It is fantastic. And they just had a swearing in for 22 new citizens. Was it 33? I'm sorry, 33. Ah, it's because there are 33 entrants into the Indy 500, 33 spots, 33. I get it. That's kind of funny. I'm actually surprised it's the first time they've ever done it. I would have thought that's something they do. I only hope they keep uh, continuing to do uh, naturalizations there. Those 33 people followed the rules, followed the law, did the study, proud to be Americans, and I welcome them. So do you. We welcome Americans. Remember, Americans are Americans not because of where we're born. We're not Americans because of a certain blood that runs through our veins. We're Americans because of an idea that we say, yep, we're willing to live by that idea. Which is why the idea that people are Americans, even if they were born here, if they don't ascribe to the American ethos and the American ethic and the American ideal, uh, I feel very fine in saying, maybe not. I mean, yes, you can argue that they're Americans, but they don't believe in in the idea of America that we do. And certainly these people who followed the rules do. Now you want me to tell these people to follow the rules? Hey, you followed the rules. You did all the work. You suffered through. You're finally citizens. But you know what? These six million people, we're going to let them in too. That's it. I'm sorry, that's messed up. That's indecent. That's worth a fight. That's worth a fight. And it's worth it to us to say it's okay to have a border. It's okay to be a sovereign nation. It's okay to have rules. It's okay to know who's coming into the country. It is okay. It's not rude. It's not mean. It's not bigoted. It's not hateful. It's not xenophobic. It's none of that hot garbage that the squad may put out there, and oh, don't you worry. I got some words for the squad coming up in a little bit. It's valuable and it's smart. And we should do things that are valuable and are smart. So get ready for it. Get ready for the open border. And remember that this is the kind of stuff they'll say when you ask about an open border, question an open border they'll simply quote the vice president of the United States. Racism is real in America. It has always been. Xenophobia is real in America. It has always been. Sexism, too. I said last year, and I sadly say again today, We have had people in positions of incredible power in our country, scapegoating, people with the biggest pulpits, spreading this kind of hate. This requires these moments, sadly, tragically, require us to ask, who are we as a nation and what do we stand for? now i'm not sure if she was discussing the the murders that took place in buffalo 10 people murdered at the hands of this guy who proudly put himself out there as as a white supremacist talks about being radicalized uh was was a guy who was known as somebody trying to do harm uh, to a school just a year or so before there's still a lot of questions out there but i don't this guy murdered these people because he wanted to murder black people that's That seems pretty clear and obvious uh, based on his own admissions and conversations. Racism is real in America. Xenophobia is real in America. Sexism, too. Uh, Allow me to make an argument. Sure. Is it a racist country? Of course not. Is it a xenophobic country? Of course not. Is it a sexist country? Of course not. Its history proves that. Its people proves that. Anyone who says otherwise has never lived through any hardship in their lives. Zero. None. Come fight me, bro. The people who think that the nation is a racist nation don't even, cannot come close to understanding what a racist nation is. A racist nation does not have Jussie Smollett. When you have to invent your own attack, and remember, he's just one of a long list of people who invented their own racial attack. Proving that it is not a racist nation. Not saying that racism doesn't exist. Is it an anti-Semitic nation? Of course not. Are there anti-Semites? Well, yes. But again, I'll talk about the squad in a little bit. is it a xenophobic nation of course not are there people who don't want them foreigners around absolutely it's usually uh, black men in new york punching asian women in the face oh too soon too soon can't say that doesn't fit narrative okay all right i'll i'll just i'll i'll, I'll leave that one be sexism too says vice president harris well it's not sexism to note that you're a terrible vice president that you're incompetent and incapable. It'd be sexism to think that women are incapable of being vice president because of their lady bits. See the difference? See, see how, <sighs> but this is what they'll do. You start talking about the border and you start talking about immigration and they will call you a xenophobe and they will call you a racist and they will tell you what a bigot you are and how bigoted America is. And then you remind them of all those people coming to the border trying desperately to get a better life in this bigoted place. And then you got to tell them how ignorant they sound and tell them to sit down and shut their holy damn mouths. And don't stop. Don't stop. They believe they can silence you, attack you, ridicule you, shame you, call you names, label you, and you'll just sit there and take it and eventually cower into the corner. Have we learned nothing? don't cower don't allow them any level of victory have honest conversations and for those new citizens welcome it's good to have you here I'm Tony Katz my I- Markets continue to fall. We're down 974, my people, on the Dow, 496 on the Nasdaq. So, I don't know. Tell me where your buying opportunities are. I'd be curious to know what you think. Tony at Tonycats.com. Send them my way. Uh, Patrice Colors, man, she learned quick how to work the grift. Man, this is impressive. Black Lives Matter is a grift. Just so we understand each other. The organization Black Lives Matter, founded by Patrice Cullors, a grift. They stole money from companies and from individuals all across America who wanted to buy their freedom. Look at us. We're not racist. We'll donate to Black Lives Matter, and that shows we really care about equity. Wait, is, I thought it was equality. Uh, it's equity? Well, whatever you tell us, just please, please don't hurt us. It turns out Patrice Cullors gave her brother, Paul Colors $840,000 from the organization to provide security services to the group. And then um, it paid Damon Turner, Colors, Colors has a, uh, a child with Damon Turner, $970,000 to produce live events and other creative services. And they took their, their, their fiscal year, with right July 1st from 2020 to June 30th of 2021, with $42 million in assets. Now you wonder how she was able to buy those houses. Oh, there was a lot of money there, and she bought the houses with other people's money. No black people were helped except for those uh, named colors or who may have created children with colors. More than $37 million was spent by the foundation on grants, real estate, and charter on private flights. There's no money left. The organization received a total of $90 million, and $32 million was invested in stocks. I don't even know how that works. I have no idea how that works. That's unreal. And uh, we, we should note that Patrice Cullors showing how uh, benevolent she is. She actually reimbursed the organization for a charter flight, $73,523. And remember she herself uh took a payment of one hundred and twenty grand for consulting fees now producer Ari, I know that that you are in the consulting business. you have a consulting uh, industry on the side castle consulting right and and so when when, when you do consulting uh, for people right uh cool one hundred and twenty k is that what you're charging that's a standard that's a standard yeah right that's just it like I don't even know why she didn't charge more Standard fee is one hundred and twenty k. And if you want to hire Cats and Castle for your media consulting, uh, we're, we're down for it. By the way, how good of a name is that? I mean, it was Castle. It was Castle before, but now it's Cats and Castle. And honestly, it could be Castle and Cats as long as we charge 120K and people pay it. Oh, well, it's two of us, so we're going to charge 240. Uh, then just call it Castle and Castle and Castle and Castle as long as I get paid. Done. I'm Tony Katz. I mean, Castle. say it again. Elon Musk is trolling everyone. This one's nuts. Tony Katz. Ninety. Oh my God. Tony Katz today. It's great to be with you. 833 got Tony. 833-468-8669. That's the number. You are more than welcome uh, to call in Elon Musk puts out a tweet, and it's a meme involving The Rock. I don't know which movie it is. I guess he's he's driving a car. And oh, that one, right? It's, I, I don't know what movie that is, but the meme was to show like uh, it, like The Rock asks a question, and this this actress, uh, whoever's in the in the back seat, this blonde, answers the question, and then you see this shocked look on The Rock's face, and that's the meme. Whatever they're talking about, that's that's the thing he's shocked by. So that's the meme. Race to which mountain? Oh, is that it? There you go. And uh, he asks, what is an ESG score? ESG, I- I- in environmental social governance. And the character in-, in the back seat says, it determines how compliant your business is with the leftist agenda. And then there's the rock looking like, oh, my gosh, what is this? I, I- That is trolling the left. So ESG is uh, think of it as the American left's version of the Communist Chinese Party's social credit score. Because that's what it is. 150% what it is. It is the government... Uh, pushing corporations into this idea of you should really only lend money to people who have the proper, uh, you know, diversity on their board. Or, by the way, California, a judge just ruled that you can't force uh, corporate boards to have women on them. You can't just force them to say, oh, no, in order to be a corporate board, you got to have this kind of, uh, uh, of, of person. You got to have this many women and this many black people, this many Asians, this many Hispanic. No, 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 no. That's what they try to do, right? In, in the name of diversity. Such nonsense. You want to have women on your board? Have women on your board. You want have a board of all women? Go right ahead. I don't run your company. I don't run your company. I don't have any, anything to do with it. Leave me be. But when you say, hey, uh, if, if you don't have the right ESG score, we're not going to give you that loan. So the business doesn't matter. The ideology matters and banks who play in that are despicable. They're low lives. I say this to people who may have banks listening to the sound of my voice. If you determine your loan based on are you are are do you have the government approved score? Well, yeah, you're despicable. If you decided that we don't give loans to to Jews, I'd be like, oh, "Okay, Weird business model, but okay. That is different than if the government said, hmm, giving loans to Jews. Well, we don't know how you're going to stay in business doing that. We don't know how we could do business with you. See, the difference between the private sector and the public, the difference between private sector and government is massive. I think the private sector can be despicable, as despicable and low as they choose. It's, it's uh, they're, they're right to be that way. And what I have found is that the vast majority of people aren't that way at all. But they can be if they chose. That's a hard one for people to grasp, it really is. But when the government is applying the pressure to you should really meet these standards, what are your environmental practices? Have you done enough to ensure you have enough carbon offsets? Hmm. None of carbon offsets, you say. Well, then, then clearly we don't, we're not sure about your future. And then, therefore, you should demand that of the people you work with. This is just pure evil. Pure, raw, unadulterated evil is what it is. These are hateful, violent people who cannot create anything, but they want you to fall in line ideologically. I actually got into this conversation, uh, I'll play for you in a little bit, with Kurt Schlichter. Uh, uh, columnist, uh, and and author because we were talking about Sports Illustrated and an article he wrote about, uh, who they've put on, on the cover. And people are going to think, like, Oh, you're just attacking a woman for her looks. No, 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 no. We're going after the people who tell us that we're not allowed to say whether or not we like the way someone looks because if, if we're wrong uh, based on their view, it's racist, bigoted, sexist, whatever they want to say. You're allowed to have opinions and uh, and society is not allowed to tell you this is what beauty is. Too bad. Societies have gone through phases of what they consider beautiful. Cultures certainly have uh, uh thoughts on what they consider beautiful. Government and 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 uh pushing others and the woke pushing others no you will accept this as beautiful and you're not even allowed to disagree. Well that's where the problem. That's where the problem is. ESG is about you not disagreeing. You can't disagree. Can't run your business if you disagree. So let us, uh, let us go about trying to prevent you from disagreeing. Let us back you into a corner. Let us hurt you financially. This is the ways of the political left. They're bad people. I don't want them to be bad people. But I'm describing to you what's happening. What other answer is there than the people doing this are bad people? Speaking of bad people, I told you I'd talk about it. Let's talk about the Jew-hating squad. I said it like that, I meant it like that, I will not apologize for it. What brings this up? What brings this up is this move from the squad, from Rashida Tlaib, Congresswoman from Michigan. A resolution calling for the United States recognition of the Nakba so uh, a a nakba um would be a catastrophe and it's the terminology used by palestinians to refer to the establishment of the state of israel so it calls for the u.s to quote commemorate the nakba through official recognition and remembrance unquote And it says it, quote, refers not only to a historical event, but to an ongoing process of Israel's expropriation of Palestinian land and its dispossession of the Palestinian people that continues to this day. The Palestinian people since the 48 Nakba, meaning 1948 when Israel became a state uh, in in this incarnation, have been living under oppression and violent racism. Silence and blank checks enables more death and violence. That's what Rashida Tlaib tweeted out that anti-Semitic Jew-hating bigot, Rashida Tlaib, her supporter, Congresswoman Ilhan Omar, her supporters and Congresswoman Ayanna Pressley and Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, her supporters and Congressman Jamal Bowman, the rest of any members of the squad, and the people who support their bigotry and their hate. I won't apologize. Congressman Andre Carson of Indianapolis, who refers to Rashida Tlaib as his sister, who is friends with and will not condemn Louis Farrakhan, One wonders where he is on this subject. This is about hate of Jews. This is about destruction of the Jewish people. This is not about Israel. So we're clear. Also, to be clear, Israel belongs to Israel historically and biblically, and it's over. And it's not like there was a Palestinian land, nay, a Palestinian people. You go back to the writings of Winston Churchill. Uh, When he was... uh, It wasn't the Boer War. He was involved in the second Boer War, so early 1900s, right? Was it soon after that? Walking through what was then Palestine. And he was a guy who was always trying to um play up his importance to his uh, uh supervisors he was always trying to 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 build himself up in that way he was a guy who thought a lot of himself wanted others to think a lot of him right you can call it a character flaw but he had this sense of uh purpose if you will and he was also not only extremely verbose uh he wrote He wrote constantly and consistently. He wrote all the time. He was constantly writing things down. Well, in his writings, he discussed the fact that there was nothing there. That his time in Palestine, there was literally nothing there. There... You walk through, it's not like there was some uh, a great uh, civilization that existed. There was no civilization that existed. It wasn't, there was nothing there. By the way, uh, also Churchill, the establishment of a Jewish national home in Palestine will be a blessing to the whole world. Just letting you know just some of the things he said. But calling it Palestine is not what therefore makes Israel uh, unable to exist or shouldn't exist and how dare it exist. Israel has always existed. And Jerusalem has always been the capital. And Rashida Tlaib is a bigot. Period. And the people who support her are supporting bigotry. Stop. And the people who support those who support her the people who don't call out this Democratic Party and their anti-Semitism, their radical Jew hate, what the hell is wrong with you people? I'm calling you you people. What's wrong with you? We're not discussing a policy conversation here. You're talking about the existence of a nation under attack since its formation. You're talking about Palestinians Who elect terrorists as their leadership? How about their fight against those terrorists, Hamas? And how about the people who get attacked and destroyed, killed, abused, for wanting to have terrorists out of what could be a land for them? Rashida Tlaib is so absolutely obfuscated. uh, Maybe that's not the right word. Blinded by her hate. That's all she's got. And this is just another example. This resolution. Remember, the Palestinians, to the extent there's some Palestinian people, have been offered a homeland repeatedly. They don't take it. They didn't take it under Arafat. They don't want it. What they want are dead Jews. I only bring it up because it was... um, put forth by the squad, and I want you to know what kind of people they are. This isn't because I'm Jewish at all, I take it personally. It's because they are who they are. They are who they are. They're an awful, terrible, despicable group of lowlifes. They don't have to be. They don't have to be. They are, though. They choose this. I I wish they wouldn't, but they do. Meanwhile, the Dow is down a thousand, producer Ari. Yeah? What's new? Uh clearly nothing. Clearly nothing. Down a thousand right there. I I'm curious as to what people are going to now uh, invest in, what are they gonna see as uh, as, as their opportunity? that's that's my only question. I'm just keeping an eye on it because it's just a just a nuts day just a nuts day on uh Wall Street. I did have a, another story for you ah oh, oh here it here it is oh, did I have the audio for that? oh producer all right tell me I've got the audio for that you've got the audio for that thank goodness somebody did their job as a a, a producer MSNBC had Carl Cameron on. Carl Cameron, uh, a former reporter for uh, Fox News. Carl Cameron was on the road covering elections. I, I, last time I saw him was 2012. We were hanging out in Iowa, in a muddy field in Iowa. It's a great story where uh, Sarah Palin was there. And uh, she was in in the back of this the stage this money Field. I was, I was one of the speakers that day, and it's so funny. I had a, I had a run in with Todd Palin. Uh, I thought I thought he was a jerk then, and I'm glad that Sarah dropped him. Um, but uh, they, they're getting out, and she's going to do this this talk, and the, she does the speech, and crowd goes nuts, and she gets into the car, and everyone's like, no 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 no, no media no media Carl Cameron walks right up to the car, and they engage in a 10-minute conversation. I'm like, that's access right there. That's access. He then quit Fox News in 2017. He didn't like the direction it was going. I always thought that was strange. And now he's on MSNBC as a guest doing this. Championed champion by Tucker Carlson. What happens at Fox News when something like this happens? I can't even imagine. Uh, it's partly <laughs> why I ended up getting out of there. Uh, yeah. it's It really is kind of horrible to think that uh, journalists with national and international capacity are putting together this type of nonsense. I think the president did a great job. I wish he had done a lot of this a lot sooner, and we need a lot more from uh, the left and the middle. And uh, we got to watch out, because the Republicans have become the purveyors of misinformation. And when our our two-party system is broken like that, democracy is seriously in trouble. The president acknowledged that it's time to actually start doing things and maybe taking some names and putting people in jail. Taking names and putting people in jail. You know, maybe my problem is I don't watch Fox News. I'm on it, but I don't watch. That you disagree with it? it's misinformation, that an opinion show is engaged in misinformation. It's... A a reporter is discussing putting other people in media in jail? That's something else. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz.